You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Welcome back to the Preppy Podcast, everyone. I'm so excited because today I'm talking with Elizabeth, who is the founder of Hibiscus House, which actually started during 2020. Um, So it has come a long way really quickly, I believe. If you're like me, then you probably love colorful furniture. So Elizabeth finds beautiful uh, furniture from all over the country with great bones, and she refinishes it a lot of times with um, high gloss, lacquer, colorful paint, which I can't think of anything more preppy than, you know, a hot pink bamboo coffee table. So we're going to talk more with her and learn all about her business. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hi, I'm Elizabeth Hutchinson, and I currently live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I am the owner of Hibiscus House. I love that. And I've been following along with you guys for quite some time because all of your furniture is so colorful and happy, which is so me. But we'll get into a little bit more about um, your amazing business. But first, I want to talk about uh, your childhood and go back towards the beginning. So where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? And what were you like as a child? Were you entrepreneurial into like crafting or designing like what was your childhood like it's so funny thinking back on this um so I'm born and raised in Winter Park Florida and I am a seventh generation Floridian and I just love Florida I um am one of three girls and as my dad says we have a very high energy household (laughs) so um always you know literally doing dances crafting being outside and goofy and it was just so fun growing up with all girls. So a lot of girly things like my husband and my brother-in-law, they just always make fun of us when they go home because they're like, there's no boy stuff here. Like (laughs) literally no boy stuff. Um, But it was just really fun. We were always having honestly amazing like lemonade stands and just making like, I mean, the original TikTok, you know, was like filming with like an old school camera and just (laughs) dancing to Spice Girls. And usually my older sister was, you know, the lead singer and me and my little sister, Sarah, were the backup dancers. But um, no, it was just always fun and creative. We spent a lot of time at the beach, a lot of time at the pool. We all played tennis growing up and, um, we just were really outside a lot. Um, we just loved the sun and the sunshine state and I, I'm a big Florida girl at heart. So, um, it was really fun growing up. We lived like, for, like 45 minutes from the beach, um, is winter park. It's like central, uh, Orlando, central Florida. That's so fun. I love winter park. It is such a cute town. Oh, and good. you've been, it's, Yes, I have. And I know like the ladies from the Grove there and um, dress for cocktails and um, giddy papery. Yeah, they're all there. (laughs) Uh, But it's so funny when you talk about being uh, one of three girls. My mom is one of three girls and I'm an only child. But whenever my aunts and my mom are together, it is chaos. It is loud. It is energetic. And so I get it what you're describing. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Very, just always something going on all the time. Um, my dad likes to joke. He is an ATM in a sorority house. living. <laughs> so um, it was just really fun. And we, my parents were still in the same house that we grew up in. And so always fun to go home. Oh, I love that. That's hilarious. Um, okay. So you were in the Florida, the sunshine state growing up. You loved being outdoors and um, sounds like being creative with your sisters. So where and what did you end up studying when it uh, came time for college? So I decided to just do something a little different and not go the like FSU or UF route like a lot of my high school friends. And um, I just decided to go out of state. I looked at a couple other SEC schools and I just loved Alabama. So I ended up studying there, um, loved it, best decision ever. And I was a um, advertising major and a minor in communications. Oh, wow. So that's something completely different, I feel like, than what you do today. Uh, <laughs> so then once you have this degree um, in advertising and communications, what did you do with it? What was your first career out of college that well, you worked on? My first job was I worked for Flower Magazine, which oh, is yeah. an amazing uh, luxury high-end publication. They're based out of Birmingham. And so I didn't go far after school. Um, I got a job selling ads for um, the owner is Margot Shaw, who amazing and follow them if you don't um but it's called flower magazine and so that was my first job out of school i was selling ads for um them and they are a really southeast southern heavy but they have a readership all over the country yeah no i'm familiar and it's a gorgeous publication for sure pretty yes they really spend it's like the quality is amazing and really spend so much time with the photo shoots and choosing you know who they spotlight and editors that they work with and it's just it's really well done definitely it's almost more like I feel like a coffee table book I feel like some it is it's like a book yes they should all be displayed they're just really I will like never throw mine away (laughs) so how long were you there like did you go anywhere else after um, so working I was for there for two and a half years, it was a great first job. Um, and then I just was like, I'm going to do the corporate route and try to save the world. And I did something <laughs> totally different. And I went to go work for the American Red Cross. Huh? Um, I got a job with them. I was selling blood programs for universities and a lot of our big corporate partners. And I did that actually for like four, four and a half years in Birmingham. So I traveled like all over the state of Alabama, but um, working with a lot of our universities. And um, so I was in sales still. So I sold blood programs to a lot of our partners and definitely a very different from Flower Mag, you know, that was like just this beautiful and elegant and luxurious publication than going to blood drives every day and working with phlebotomists and um, nurses and, and everyone. I was at hospitals a lot and worked with a lot of big hospital partners. So it was definitely a different um, direction, but I think it was just all what kind of brought me, you know, to Hibiscus House. Really good to kind of do that corporate world thing and check the box. And um, it was it was it was really just a great experience. Wow, that is like a completely different career, basically. So how did that come about? Like, did you just apply? Did you know someone in that yeah, industry? I, just applied. And- I was just kind of ready for something different. And, mm-hmm. um, and I just applied. I think I found the job on LinkedIn, which is a great resource for mm-hmm. job searching. And um, yeah, I, I ended up getting the job, had a couple, quite a few interview rounds, and I had a great team. And there, we have a big presence in Birmingham. And um, 
So yeah, it was it was definitely a different um, pace, you know, being in that mm-hmm. type of environment every day and, you know, very just, you know, calls and just everything was just very corporate and yeah. um, meetings and traveling to conferences and things like that. But I think it was great, you know, just real world experience. And I got to use, you know, a lot of my with getting, getting people to donate blood is not an easy thing. Um, I got to use a lot of my, you know, sales and marketing tools and my creativity and, um, just, you know, what I have learned from social media and advertising, things like that to kind of get creative and, and market blood drives to, you know, a younger group of people like college students and young professionals working in bigger companies. Um, cause it, you know, it's one of those things that we really do need blood every day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you can't just make it, <laughs> you, have to, <laughs> you have to get people to donate. So definitely. Wow. That's super cool. And I love how, you know, you had something in your head that you wanted to do and it was completely different than what you were doing before and you went for it and, and you did it. Yeah. Um, which, and I'm sure you learned a ton, like you said, being in something more corporate and um, having to really, really work that, those sales skills, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, we had, you know, you know, weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, things like that. And, um, you know, they really, you have to account for all of that and, and they really take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was just a different, it was good though. It was a great experience. I would, you know, I wouldn't have changed it at all. It really, it, it, it was, I was able to meet so many cool people. And I think that I would, you know, never really cross paths with again in my normal, just day to day, like social circle. And it was just, it was great, you know, being, you know, philanthropic and, and, you know, building those humanitarian skills that I don't think I would have ever had. Definitely. So when do we get to Hibiscus House? Like when and why (laughs) did you decide to start that? Was that part of your time there? Yes, that was part my time there in the end. Um, so October 20 or wait, no, it was, yeah, it was around when did COVID happen? Um, March, 2020, right? Yes. Yes. COVID happened then. And so that was March, 2020. And, um, I just, the world obviously stopped and Mm -hmm. universities stopped. Actually it was about 20, 25% of all blood collection happens at college universities. So I just, like, what are we going to do, you know, to get people to still donate? And, you know, while that was going on, I, things definitely became slower. Um, you know, my schedule wasn't as crazy. And then it was like summer. And that's when my schedule typically in the past had been kind of slower because, mm-hmm. again, universities, a lot of these partners that I was working with, they're not, you know, of course, they're in the or universities aren't as, you know, people enrolled in the summer. So I have always kind of had a little bit of downtime then. And then um, it was still dealing just with COVID stuff. And a lot of the stores around that time, I guess, March, you know, into the summer were just big box stores were were closed and things, even local stores had weird hours. And so I've always been a shopper. I've always been a deal finder. Like I love to buy things and <laughs> all, all, all price points, all stores. Honestly, I just, I, I love to shop. So I just started going to a lot more like thrift stores and a lot um, more secondhand stores because that's just what was open. And of course, garage sales, state sales, where they were still rocking. Um, So I would go and my husband, it was him who was kind of like, can you stop bringing all of this random crap into our house? Because we (laughs) lived in a 1200 square foot house in Birmingham. And he was like, why don't you go get like an antique booth since you kind of have, you know, a little bit more time. We don't have the room. 
and just see how it goes. And so my first month in the antique booth that I ended up renting in Birmingham was in August um, of 2020. And I still was with the Red Cross this time and it did fabulously well. I just literally used a lot of stuff I found locally, but um, it was my grandparents' house actually in South Florida that had sold that summer too. And my grandmother was like, what am I going to do with all of this stuff? I'm just going to donate it. And I'm like, I could definitely turn a profit with this. So my like sales, my salesy self, um, I just got a truck and I brought a lot of it to Birmingham to my antique booth at the time. And I sold out of literally everything. And it was just, I was after a style that I think hadn't really come to Birmingham yet. Um, just a lot of the Palm Beach Regency, a lot of color, mm-hmm. fun upholstery, vintage things, and a lot of rattan, you know, that people hadn't really seen because we're not on the coast um, mm-hmm. there. So then a couple months later, it was just, I had, you know, was outgrowing the space. And that's when I kind of decided to take that leap of faith and leave the Red Cross in October. So I was, okay. you know, kind of juggling a lot for those couple months, but I decided to leave the Red Cross and then go full throttle with what became Hibiscus House. Wow. Okay. First of all, I love that. It kind of sounds like it was a little bit your husband's idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. He definitely takes a little bit of credit. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, and also I feel like having an antique booth sounds so cool. And like, I'm, you know, one of those grand millennials and probably yeah. have a lot in common with you, but everyone that I know ha- that has one is much older. So I love that. Like you're yeah. a young person and you're like doing this and then you, you sold out of all of the furniture. Um, well, that's what was funny, especially about the store, because they said, you know, in those couple months, they were like, we've never seen more young people in here. Oh. I was at Hoover Antiques, which is a great store, by the way, if anyone's ever in Birmingham, but I was at Hoover Antiques where my booth was. And I like, wallpapered and I put up drapery and I just, you know, went a hundred percent with the whole thing. But that's what was so funny was the two guys who own it. They were like, we've never seen so many young people in here. Before. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, let me introduce you to Instagram. <laughs> and um, they would come in and like young girls would come in and be like, I saw this on Instagram and I hear it's here. You know, like, where can I show me this hibiscus house? And they just thought it was so crazy. I'm like, yeah, y'all need to up the Instagram game at Hoover Antiques. Um, oh my gosh. That's what was so funny was bringing, and that's what I think is awesome too, because it brought them business and they were able to, you know, look around and see other things and buying when when the world stops like covid mm-hmm. and big box stores are having crazy lead times on furniture and stuff you know using secondhand things in your own way to to really just make them you know your own unique style i think is what people really just liked about it that's so cool so uh quick question with the pieces then that you got from your grandmothers and you know you you had your booth with were you painting those too or were you just kind of getting cool so, pieces and yes, selling them so as I started, I started just not. I started with, okay. cause I didn't meet my lacquer painters at the time yet. And so okay. I just started with stuff that my grandmother had mixed with, you know, some funky things I found at a ton of thrift stores in Florida. And um, I try to, I really, I love this. I love vintage upholstery. I have a weird thing about it, but I try to buy stuff that doesn't, you, you basically have the option to, it's in really great shape. So you can just use as is, um, and not have to recover because especially recovering has gotten so expensive, but, um, using things that I have found or selling things that I had found. Um, so they're totally great, you know, in as is condition. And then it was shortly after in that time frame. I think I was still with the red cross actually, when I found my lacquer painters actually on Facebook. 
and um, we just had a great relationship and we decided to kind of go full throttle with the thing again. And she started painting me stuff to sell out of my antique booth. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So, okay. Then you said you decided to take it to the next level. You kind of had outgrown your space. Mm -hmm. So was that next step then, you know, putting it online to sell or what, what did that next step look like for you? So that's when I contacted one of my friends who's a commercial real estate agent. And I was like, what are we working here? Like what kind of spaces are available? I don't need, you know, a big luxury. I didn't want to be like a big retail store. I just really wanted a place to stage things because as everyone knows, you know, if you're buying things sight unseen, especially like furniture, you know, over the internet, you have to make the pictures look really pretty. And it was very hard to do in a 10 by 20 storage uh, or 10 by 20 antique booth. You know, I didn't have the space to kind of spread out and, and, and style. So I called my friend and he was amazing and hooked me up with a space in um, the Lakeview like design district of Birmingham. It's kind of like it's definitely a warehouse. It's not like a retail, you know, beautiful store. It's definitely a warehouse, but it was great. It has the um, it has the space that we need to to bring all of these things, you know, and sell things ready to ship. And then also, it's great for um, my brand director Dorothy, who runs the store full time now, to do her interior design services, meet with clients, see examples, um, and and really just you know have a presence in Birmingham. That is so cool um, and so awesome that it seems like you grew in, you know, a relatively short amount of time. And I think a lot goes into that, though, obviously having a great eye and great product then that you're selling, but also I'm sure people, like we talked about, were looking for furniture during that time and the lead times were insane. And I think, you know, some of us are getting back to quality over quantity and, you know, they just don't make pieces all the time like they used to. And um, I think instead of creating more waste, like just repurposing something that has great bones. Right. Oh, definitely. Upcycle is the Mm -hmm. term that everyone's using these days. No, but I love it because I mean, it's so funny when we actually went to move as of recently, we were looking around our house and all the things that I wanted to keep and, you know, move on to our next house. And we had to move to Charleston for my husband's job, but all the things that I wanted to, to bring with me were all the things that were either like my grandparents or my mom's or things that I've had that are antique or, you you know, older, anything that was like new from my like college bedroom, you know, as cute as it might've been at the time, or I thought it was, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just going to either sell this on Facebook or just, you know, donate it or something just because it's not all wood and it's not you yeah. know, really quality made anymore. Like they just don't make stuff, you know, as good as they used to. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, the proof is kind of in the weight, you know, how mm-hmm. you can just go and pick up a desk, you know, versus something that might be from the 1940s or fifties. It's like, you're not, you're not moving that desk. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, Okay. So when you're taking it to the next level, you found this great space that's much larger and you're able to meet with customers there. You're able to store uh, your furniture there. What were some of the other things then? Like I want to talk a little bit about, obviously, you have a website that you can sell to people all over the world now or the country, I guess, now. Um, So, and that probably had to be like a pain to figure out all those logistics because furniture is not like, you know, um, a glass that you can just put in a box and ship it on its way. So talk to me about some of those steps and, um, how that happened. So I knew I had, I've been, I've just always been one to follow a lot of brands and just, you know, kind of aware of my, you know, not necessarily competitors, but people that I love. I knew there was a way to do it. I just, 
had to figure it out. And it's not something you could just Google Um, (laughs) because the shipping and logistics part was definitely very tricky and it's taken a while. Honestly, now I still feel like I don't have it all figured out, but, um, but step one was building my website and I use Shopify, which I love. And it's an amazing platform, very user-friendly. And um, it took a long time to get that up because I'm just a perfectionist and I didn't want to you know, do the big unleashing and, and, you know, unveiling my, my website until it was just how I wanted it. But, um, they, I used a lot of their tools, honestly, their customer service. I was, I had a guy there, his name was Alan. I would call him all the time, (laughs) helping me set up my like shipping zones and, um, figuring it out because I use a, I use a lot of you shippers. I have a lot of shippers now that I have, you know, personal relationships with, but, um, that was the most difficult thing was kind of getting the website set up so when people were to buy things, you know, based on their zip code would be able to set up shipping and logistics from there. And I was able to do that with, you know, using Shopify and my, and Uship, which is another great company, another great resource. Um, but I was able to kind of connect the two. So um, when people, you know, are in Massachusetts versus, you know, South Florida, where something shipping from, it's obviously going to be a price difference. So figuring that all out at first was, was pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I think that probably would have been such a headache. I feel like in normal days, I have issues with shipping. So <laughs> that that's quite a feat. Um, okay, so you have a, a larger space and now it sounds like you do you still have the same space, but you just moved to Charleston physically? Yeah. So I'm still always, everyone's like, are you going to have a store in Charleston? As of right now, no, my husband, we had to move here for his job and we don't know how long we're going to be here. And I just love Birmingham and my husband's whole, my in-laws are there and we have so many friends back there and we go home, we go there often. And I just, as for now, I just, I plan to run everything kind of remotely and I travel between Florida and Birmingham a lot as is, um, just for, to see family and leisure and and just to see the store of course so I'm actually going back there this weekend but um so the store for as of now is going to remain in Birmingham and I'm gonna hold off on anything any type of expanding right now especially (laughs) in Charleston because it's just been it's been kind of hard to to figure out how to do everything remotely because I definitely miss that I guess on a day-to-day you know Mm -hmm. being able to go in go into the store and that was that's definitely my creative outlet is is styling, is moving stuff, is, you know, that's my workout too. (laughs) Um, You know, just getting in there and being able to be creative and, you know, see things. And Dorothy, my showroom brand director is amazing. She, it's, it's funny to have another set of eyes too, you know, just to see something totally different. And, but you really kind of have to, you know, be able to have the space and, 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 you know, just ability to, to do that, to see what something could be because, you know, selling a dresser inside of a, warehouse a concrete warehouse is not cute (laughs) it needs it needs some feng shui yes um so would you say that's probably these days one of the hardest part about what you do is you know managing everything remotely and um I would still say shipping, honestly. Shipping? Okay. <laughs> yes, I would still say shipping. Um, just because I was always doing it like with my lacquer painters in Florida. That's where everything is painted. And then my store in Birmingham. We were always doing a lot of things remotely, but it's just hard to find trusty shippers who are even willing to drive, you know, heavy furniture all around the country. Yeah. <laughs> um, and deliver it safely with no damages. Um so that was definitely the hardest thing at first, um, was, was finding some trusty, um, hardworking men with muscles 
um, who was willing to take on a lot of my, my routes and things, but, um, yeah, logistics just in general. And, you know, there's always like, look, we had a hurricane this past, you know, there's traffic, hurricanes, trucks breaking down. There's always things that, that Mm -hmm. can arise to cause delays, but luckily our clients are honestly really understanding and nice. And and people understand that it's not, I'm not Amazon, you know, I'm not going to just be there exactly in two days when, you know, when we say, so, you know, these are, you know, actually people who are, these things are hand touched and hand painted and, and hand refurbished and, you know, everything is done. It's a little bit of a slower process. Yeah, for sure. That makes total sense. Um, on the flip side to that, then what, um, is your favorite part or like the best thing about what you do with Hibiscus House? Oh gosh, I probably would say like transformation, like seeing the transformations. I love them. I love going down. I was at the shop um, in Florida this past weekend, and we had a little bit of flooding, but everything was was okay. Um, we lost power for for quite a few days there too. But I just love seeing um, transformations, like something that is so ugly, you know, <laughs> not cute, terrible hardware. It's in such bad shape. And I picked it, you know, from like a thrift store in South Florida. And, you know, luckily we were able to sell it to someone and, and they could have the vision for this piece of what it could be using examples, using our website, using, you know, other similar pieces to kind of see these transformations and then to actually see it done. It's just like, that is so cool. Like I still, I literally still get giddy about it. <laughs> I love that. It's fun. And I'm sure very creative and just being part of that is probably really fun to see the transformation in person. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit before, I think, but what's been the best form of marketing for you? What's worked really well? Is it really Instagram still? Well, nowadays the algorithm is just so tricky. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing a lot about it from small business owners that I, I stay in contact with. Um, probably still Instagram is what drives traffic to the site. Um, been picked up by a couple, like I was in House Beautiful, uh, which helped drive a ton of traffic and still does. Um, Southern Living, they did a small feature on us. Um, so I, it's just be, working originally, you know, out of college at a magazine. I'm just, I'm such a print media person. And I think that it's not dead yet. And mm-hmm. um, I think that there, that that is, you know, having local ties with um, either local or national publications really, really definitely helped. And, um, you know, it's just something you can, it's tangible, you know, the internet is of course always going to be there, but having, you know, something in, in print is awesome. And we um, also did the scout guide this past year. We're doing it again in Birmingham, which has been a huge help. But I would say probably Instagram still driving traffic to the website, but ultimately it's going to be a really good, like functioning, working site that's going to make people purchase and and complete that checkout. Mm-hmm. And as a publicist, I love how you said print media <laughs> um, is is still relevant and yes. great, and totally agree with that. Especially you know the tangible aspect, and um, yes. it's so great to get it's the word out. Cool. I know, like that's something we had. Um, there's a company. It's like all I think it's called Great News Daily. They've reached out a couple times, and they have sent like some framed um, some of the articles that we've been in, um, like Birmingham Home and Garden, the local magazine featured us. And I think it's I'm like this is the kind of thing that I'm going to pass down to my grandkids. Like this yeah, is cool, you know, <laughs> definitely. I love that. Um, where do you think you get your eye from? I mean, obviously, like, do you think anyone in your family kind of taught you sort of definitely what to look my for? Mom. 
My mom is the driving force with, I feel like, my style, and we're two peas in a pod. It's so funny. People always say you are definitely your mother's daughter. Like, there's no (laughs) question. Um, No, she has great – she has great um, just – aesthetic and and scale, you know, which is not something everyone has. I feel like uh, she can see, she she never walks into a store without a tape measure. That's a given. (laughs) You can see, you know, things that that couch is going to be too small. You need a big, you need a china cabinet here. You know, she can see things. And I think that's really important when you're decorating because I am not a designer. I am much much more like a matchy matchy person. (laughs) Um, But she, you know, kind of has, has encouraged us, especially growing up to be more, you know, creative with pattern play in colors and, um, you know, using what you have with what, you know, you could have or what you're inspired by, you know, using art, using family heirlooms with things that are new and fun and fresh. Um, mm-hmm. I think in my, I mean, our house is by no means my parents' house in Winter Park is not a museum, but we just, yeah, my mom has really beautiful taste and really beautiful things. And I think that's kind of encouraged my sisters and myself to want to, you know, carry that through our homes and, and with our, you know, future families and things like that. I love that. Would you say she inspires you or where do you get inspiration from or who inspires you? Yeah, I think my mom does inspire me. Her taste is just very classic. It's very um, traditional, but it's fun. It's not, it's colorful. We have a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of different fabrics and things like that. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, of course, Instagram, scrolling Instagram, seeing designers, but you know, sometimes I feel like my best inspiration comes from, you know, myself, like that sounds kind of weird, but if you just, sometimes when you're like styling or when you're looking at something, sometimes if you just take your phone and like, put your phone down, turn the music up and, you know, just use your inner creativity it's so funny kind of what you can come up with. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, you know, your best inspiration is just like your own ideas. It's just kind of getting, being able to execute them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and having obviously, you know, a fun showroom is it's easier said than done than when it's, you know, not exactly, this isn't my house. I'm not going to live here. This is just kind of more like my playhouse. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like just looking at my mom and, and growing up in, in Florida and the sunshine and just colors and happiness in general and, and just, you know, kind of having the ability to to find that inner creativity and really execute it. I love that. She sounds wonderful and <laughs> sounds like a, a person after my own heart with a love of color and patterns. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> what would you say has been your greatest find or like greatest score that you found? Oh gosh. Um, probably some of my favorite pieces are ones actually, um, ironically are the ones that we don't lack or things that are so beautiful in their raw state and their antique self and they haven't been touched and they've been really, you know, well kept and maintained or honestly, for the most part in like in a state in Palm Beach, you know, that has just, the room had never even been walked in. Um, I would say there is this sofa and this goes, if you did, someone did some digging, you could find it on my, like, one of my first Instagrams, but it was this sofa. I think it was in Estee Lauder's mansion in Palm Beach. I don't quote me on that, but I, there, I have a, I have a hunch, um, is this beautiful all down filled kind of like a coral peach color sofa with this beautiful fabric and it had a matching King upholstered headboard. Um, it was like one of the rooms, you know, when the, the drapes match the, 
uh, bed yeah. skirt matches, you know, the Euro champ, everything. And I, I love that style. I just think it's so just Dorothy Draper. And, um, and my mom, she still says, my, of course, if it was, if it was up to her though, she would, I wouldn't sell anything. She was like, you have to keep that. You have to keep that. <laughs> um, but I still kind of kick myself about it, but it went to a lovely home and a client who was so excited to get it. And it was just this fabulous, fabulous sofa. And I'll never forget it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds gorgeous. I'm going to definitely dig through your Instagram and find this. <laughs> um, what would be like your dream piece to find, like something on your, your bucket list of shopping or maybe the flip side of like, a collab, like maybe an interior designer or someone you'd love to have a piece in their home. Oh my gosh. I follow so many designers and I love, so, there's people who are so talented these days. I see stuff and I'm just like, gosh, you know, it makes me jealous. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I love anything pagoda, like anything like um, Asian inspired, chinoiserie inspired. Um, I would love to find like a really cool like pagoda something, whether it's like a big, you know, case or like a big display cabinet or something. Um, Even like a really pretty, like large pagoda mirror. I've never found one before, but I love that like Asian influence on a lot of the Palm Beach Regency style. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as collab goes, gosh. designers I love um there's a designer I met actually at the Kipps Bay show house her name's Amy Coomer and she's out of Houston um Texas and she's fabulous um there's just so many these days gosh um and if you have never been to Kipps Bay Palm Beach I suggest you go oh it's amazing oh you have been it's so amazing I have yes a few years ago but oh my gosh well I can't wait I'll be bringing Dorothy this year in March so we're excited but um yeah, I don't know. Probably anything, anything Pagoda is has mm-hmm. the name on it. And um, yeah, probably just, I mean, working with any, we work with a lot of designers. We have a trade program. And okay. honestly, anytime we, we do have an order come through from a designer, I, I think it's exciting because they, you know, it, it kind of, it gives you like that check mark of, okay, oh, they approve. Yes. <laughs> I think any working with any designers, it's fun and exciting and they take great photos. Yeah, that, for sure. <laughs> it's just good when a piece comes to have, to, to see to see the piece in someone else's home styled and to have, you know, good photos. It's, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy? And obviously colorful oh. furniture, I feel like is Preppy. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, I... <laughs> And this is embarrassing, but when I was in seventh grade, I was like the girl who wore three Lacoste shirts and would pop all the colors. <laughs> Literally, I would wear uh-huh. all three at once and like pop all the colors like the rainbow. It was just wild. <laughs> um, and I had like my Juicy Couture sidekick and like my Tiffany necklace on. Yes. Um, no, I think Preppy is just, um, I think of Palm Beach. I really think of yeah. Palm Beach. And I think of Lily Pulitzer. And oh my gosh, we have so much Lily Pulitzer and I will wear it to the day I die. Um, um, and Eliza B, do you remember like Eliza B rainbow, um, like, or, um, ribbon belts, like, yes. belts and just like stuff like that, but really just Palm beach. I mean, it's my favorite place in the world probably. And, um, it's just so preppy and it's just, I mean, preppy is back. Preppy is chic. Yes. I'm like, so down for the preppy movement that has come back. <laughs> I love that. We can lead it together. And Palm Beach is definitely the preppy Mecca for sure. (laughs) 
so funny. So um, obviously we shouted out a few designers that you love, um, but who else do you love to follow on Instagram? Like, are there any designers or other brands that you really enjoy that people should check out? I love uh, Tucker Knock. Mm-hmm. I mean, who does it these days? They're doing so well. Everything like they're bringing in is just so colorful and fun. And they keep they do really well at keeping up with the seasons, which is kind of hard for me because growing up in Florida, I, I wore white jeans like all year round. So when I moved to Birmingham, actually, and I realized that, oh, people change their closets out <laughs> so seasonally and stuff. Um, I, I go, I revert back to Tough Dog and they just have great branding and they have great um, packaging. And I love the little like things, the snippets they send with their, with their packages, you know, like the Tucker Nut finds and what to do this month and stuff like that. Um, also the Colony Palm Beach, one of my favorite accounts to follow. Yes. They do amazing marketing and um they're just I mean, and they've blown up, I feel like, from Instagram. It's just, you know, so picturesque. Um and who else do I love to follow? Oh, um Teggy French. She oh, I is, love Teggy. Oh yes, I know. She was on the podcast too, right? Yes, she yeah. is. I know her pretty oh. well. I'll see her actually next week. Oh gosh, I hope she follows me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell her too. <laughs> yes. I love her. I think her style is so fun and cool and yeah. just colorful and funky. And um I love how she mixes and matches stuff too. Um, you know, just different, different styles, different price points, but she just makes it fun and makes it work, which I think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day is kind of what, you know, style is like all about. Definitely. No, she is, she's a great follow. And I feel like I love her personal style, like her clothing, but then her home is so cool. She's just all around. Oh my gosh. Yes. Her home is amazing. I know I stopped her Zillow when she was selling her New Jersey (laughs) home. You probably shouldn't tell her that, that (laughs) but no, her um, pictures of her New Jersey home that she sold were like amazing. (laughs) Uh No, it's beautiful. Um, What is a tip that you have to add color in the home or design with color in the home? Mm, I'd probably say, because I am kind of matchy-matchy, probably a little more than I, I wish that I was, but it's just kind of how my brain thinks. Um, I would say when you're adding color to kind of focus on a couple. Yeah. Um, Go back to, you know, your color wheel days in like elementary school, <laughs> you know, turquoise and coral, you know, go together. Um, I don't know, like just pick a couple and, and play on those, those hues, you know, if you're doing um, pinks and navies, you know, stick to a couple different hues and, um, and then add in some, you know, pattern play that kind of has similar hues from there. Um, I would say, yeah, just kind of pick, pick a color. Like we, Dorothy and I do a lot of that, like, um, monochromatic, you know, also like when we're just choosing one color and we're going to just style everything crazy, like an orange. Um, I think that's fun too, but, um, I think finding like an inspo piece, like a piece of art or like a like a pillow or something, um, that you can kind of run with and, 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 you know, kind of go back to that. Definitely. Um, and now I love asking people what they've read last or something that they recommend, uh, just because I enjoy reading and especially business books, but what's the last thing you read or something that you'd recommend people check out? Oh gosh, I probably need to read your recommendation list. <laughs> um, no, my husband and I, we're trying to read this book together though that my dad recommends. Um, he's a history buff. It's called The Land Remembered. It's all about the old um, history of Florida, actually. And, oh. Um, 
yes, we are diving into it together. We're like, we're going to read this together because um, my dad really wants us to. But no, it's all about the old history of Florida and the sugar canes and the citrus groves and Miami in the 60s. And it, it's really cool. My dad loves it. So that is what we're currently trying to, to dive into. Oh, I'm going to check that out. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. So what's next for you? Anything you're working on? Any sneak peeks? I would say our next big thing that we are trying to maneuver um, is we want to take people's furniture and lacquer it. Um, it is a it's gonna be it's gonna be a process. It's gonna be trial and error. Um, but we get that ask probably ten times a day, whether it's yeah. on Instagram or emails or you know people calling me wanting me to take their furniture to paint it. Um, I wish, you know, obviously I, I could take everyone's and, and do that. It's just shipping logistics. Like that's the yeah. biggest thing. But I think that there is just something also on the contrary, so special that people want to keep their grandmother's, you know, heirloom mm -hmm. sideboard and they can't bear mm -hmm. to throw it away, but it needs an upgrade, you know? So that is, um, is definitely next in, on the books for us, for Hibiscus okay. House is, is um, taking people's furniture and painting it and being able to go and get it and take it to my shop in Florida, refurbish it, and then send it back to them and have a beautiful piece to have. I love that. That sounds awesome. And I, I will be one of your customers when you do that. <laughs> well, I will. Yes, you will be one of the first to know. It's definitely, I think we're going to try it out, you know, picking a couple cities, um, mm -hmm. probably like Atlanta, Birmingham, Dallas, um, like that. And then kind of getting on some of my shippers routes, going okay. you know, on certain dates, running a truck up there. We're going to pick up from, you know, Birmingham on this date, you know, we're going to bring okay. everything back. So it's going to be a little trial and error process, but um, there's just such a want for it. So yeah. you, as a business person, how can I, how can I refuse that? <laughs> Definitely. No, I love that. Um, now my final question is where can people find you if they want to follow along and, you know, shop some of your furniture, what's your website URL, your social media handle? Yeah. Um, all of that good stuff. It is www.shophibiscushouse.com is the website. And our Instagram handle is hibiscus.house, just period. Um, and we do a lot on Facebook too, but, um, and everything is connected, you know, these days, but yeah. mostly Instagram, we're always um, there to help. We actually, we, my Dorothy, my, who runs the store, my brand director, she is, has amazing taste and she's starting up her interior design, um, you know, business side of things through Hibiscus House, which I think is awesome. And she's here to help answer questions, um, help decide on color on a piece, help, uh, help, you know, source a piece. What do you need? What are your measurements? So we, we love helping clients like that. And we stay really close with all of our clients. It's so funny. Like in the beginning when she started, she would say, you know, how do you remember so-and-so's name in Pensacola, Florida? I'm like, trust me, you will get there. Now she's like, oh, that's this person. That's this, you know, we just, we just yeah. know, we, we know a lot of the orders that come through and we work really closely with our clients um, as the, as until up until they get them. Cause it really is a, it's really a, a work in progress. Definitely. Well, that is awesome. I'm so glad I got to learn more about you and your business today. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 